Welcome back to another special podcast episode brought to you by Miss Horn's public speaking two class effort from Ben and producer Dave. This week, student Frankie dove deep into rappers and hip hop artists that have passed away, how they impacted the students, how they impacted the community, and how they impacted social media and Frankie himself. Many interviews were taken out through this, so a lot of perspectives on these rappers and hip-hop artists. Just insanely interesting and very passionate. It was fascinating to see the growth of hip-hop throughout the decades, throughout the past five decades. So I think Frankie did a really good job with this, and I can't wait to see what he does with it in the future. So without further ado, let's get right into it. What's up? My name's Frankie, a.k.a. NFA Spaz. And today, I'm talking about hip-hop deaths. So, you know, we're just going to start off like, what is hip-hop? Y'all probably know it as rap or the music you listen to when you're in a mood. You know what I'm talking about? So, I'm going to start off with back in the 80s, you know. Hip-hop started in the 70s um, by African Bombada and DJ Cool Herc. It started off as just like a little thing, you know, scratching records and all that, DJing. And then it became a big thing with Grandmaster Flash. And we go to the 80s now and 87, Boogie Down Production, a group from South Bronx, Boogie Down Bronx. And it's uh, made of D-Nice, KRS-One, one of the best rappers today, and DJ Scott LaRock. So DJ Scott LaRock, he was a DJ. He was a big DJ in New York. And he really helped KRS-One get his music out there so one day you know Scott LaRock is doing his thing with KRS-One out in the streets and shots get fired he gets hit and in the head and he's rushed to the hospital sadly he didn't make it and that was the first big hip-hop death ever since you know hip-hop has been different so Boogie Down Production KRS-One he decided to make a movement called the self-destruction movement which was to stop, like, the black-on-black crime because Scott LaRock was killed by another African-American. So from then, nobody really got killed. And then we go on to 96. Y'all probably know this one. It's probably the most popular one, a rapper named Tupac, Tupac Shakur. Everybody loves Tupac. You can't hate Tupac unless you're, like, a Biggie fan. And I'm going to quote my dad. My dad hates Tupac. Because he's from New York and he grew up on Biggie. And that makes sense. But I love Tupac and I love Biggie. So Tupac, you know, big rapper, born in uh, Maryland. He moved to New York. That's where he met Biggie. You know, he was cool with all them. He got locked up. And uh, when he was locked up, he got shot. Or he got shot and then got locked up. And people told him it was Biggie, so he blamed it on Biggie. That's when his beef with Biggie started. So... When he came out of jail, he signed with Death Row Records with Suge Knight, and that's when the East and West Coast beef started. And he dissed Biggie. I bet everybody's heard his beef to Biggie. Hit him up. It's a big thing. <laughs> I love that song um, as much as I love Biggie, too. So Tupac was doing his thing. You know, he had a show in Vegas, and he was in the car with Suge Knight. And at a red light, they were in their black BMW. A Cadillac pulls up. It was either black or white, um, but I did my research. Don't worry. Uh, so a Cadillac pulls up, windows get rolled down, and Tupac looks, Suge Knight looks, and 16 shots go off. 
and Pac got hit about four times. He was taken to the hospital, two days in the hospital, and sadly, he didn't make it either. This was a big death in the hip-hop community. Um, people still talk about it today, like what would hip-hop be like if Tupac was alive? I, I personally, I think it'd be much better, you know. Tupac, he was a very motivational speaker and all that. So, and the next death we're going to talk about until we get into our break section is uh, Notorious B.I.G., Christopher Wallace, you know, the king of New York, other than Jay-Z. Biggie, he was just a normal kid in Brooklyn, uh, Bedside, I think he was born, and, you know, he would freestyle in the streets. Before that, he was dealing drugs, but he wanted to get away, get away from that. So he started freestyling in the streets um, with Lil C's, a part of Junior Mafia, his uh, group. And, you know, people loved what he said. If you've heard Biggie's music, you know he's an amazing lyricist. He can put the most random words together and it'll be like, oh, wow, I ain't never heard that. So they, people would listen to Biggie in the streets, freestyle, give him money. Until one day someone was, uh, went up to P. Diddy and was like, yo, you should sign this artist. Uh, he's a freestyler in the streets, you know. He's great. Um, and Tupac was also his friend, so Tupac was helping him get out there. So Diddy was like, you know what, you're right. And Diddy signs Biggie, Notorious B.I.G. And um, everybody's listening to him. And then he drops his album, Ready to Die. People are like, yo, this is like the best album ever. People still put it on like the number one best album. Then he drops Life After Death. And people are like, yo, this one's fire too. He got Mace on it. He had all that. And then one day, 1997, he was leaving a party after a show in California. And the West Coast and East Coast beef is still going on. So, you know, it was kind of a bad time to do that. I think it was a bad time. So he was leaving the party. You know, he already, like, said his goodbyes to Diddy, Lil' Kim, Lil' C's, all them. Um, and Faith and his wife at the time. And he gets in a car, a black SUV. And at a light, he stops. And how this usually happens, it's sad. Windows get rolled down and shots go off. And sadly, Biggie didn't make it. He died in the hospital. And that was the end of the Notorious B.I.G. Most of these rappers that have died, they did, like, have some recorded stuff so music came out after they died but that was the my three big deaths of the um 19 like the year 19 you know all right yo what's up it's frankie aka nfa spaz back with the hip-hop is dead podcast and today i'm interviewing jermando tyler and I'm going to ask you one question about hip-hop deaths. So, you know, a lot of rappers have died throughout the years. Um, and that's what my podcast is about. So I'm asking you, what hip-hop death impacted you the most? It would most definitely be the Notorious B.I.G. Um, granted, I was very, very young um, when it happened. But my, my father um, was a very, very big uh, Notorious B.I.G. fan. Uh, we used to listen to Life After Death in the, in the car. Um, and so he was, he's my favorite rapper of all time. I grew up on that album um, and uh, just growing up on it, I always had that desire and that thought of just what if, you know, kind of what if, um, if he was still alive, how many more albums um, would, would we have gotten? How many more ways would he would have, you know, impacted? Um, just because in that, in that album, he was going through a lot of personal growth himself. 
Um, and uh, he kind of talks about it in The Sky's the Limit. Um, as he as he raps in some of the through the lyrics, kind of tells his story. Um, but yeah, you know, just that that was the probably one of the the, the death that impacted me the most because I was young, um, and I, to this day I always think about what if. All right, definitely. I mean, you know, my dad's favorite rapper is also Biggie, um, and I also think like, what if he was alive? What if Pac was alive? You know, would their beef have been resolved? So, thank you for your time. No problem. Thank you anytime, man. My pleasure. What's up, y'all? It's Frankie, a.k.a. NFA Spaz with the Hip Hop Is Dead podcast. And today I'm here with Timothy Johnson, a.k.a. Mr. J, a.k.a. Mr. Johnson, a.k.a. Common Lookalike. <laughs> and I'm asking you a question for my podcast. And the question is, what hip hop death impacted you the most? If I had to choose one, I probably would say uh, the death of Tupac Shakur. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, why did Tupac's death impact you so hard? Um, probably, um, you know, that where I was in my life, um, I was, uh, second year in college at UVA, uh, I was 19 years old, um, um, he's one of my, Tupac's one of my favorite artists, but, uh, you know, I also look at, look at him as more of, more than just being a rapper, I mean, um, he was, um, activist, he sp spoke out, um, a lot for, you know, marginalized groups, okay, um, and, like I said, wanted to do um, a lot to improve um, our society. And um, like I said, uh, he was a young man himself. Um, when, it, when he was killed, he was uh, 25 years old. And like I said, um, at that time, 19 years old, uh, myself being 19, a lot of times you think you're, when you're that age, you are uh, invincible. And that's, you know, um, nothing's gonna happen to you. And when that kind of happened to somebody, you know, like that, like I said, really, uh, impacted me, but also I looked at things that he accomplished in his life at 25 years of age, and you know that's you know so young for somebody to do do so many different things. And like I said, I just looked at you know what, what can I you know he did so much in 25 years and so forth. So I kind of you know use that as motivation as far as like what can I do uh, to make things better for not only my community uh, but society, our society. Yeah, I never really I never thought about it that way. That's so true. Where do you think Tupac would be right now if he was still alive? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, man, that's a, uh, I mean, uh, that's a very good question. Um, I mean, I'll I tell you what, I know that um, if he still was uh, still was around, I know a lot of things that we're seeing today, he definitely would be a, a voice of reason. And, um, I mean, that's a, a very good question. I just know he, he would be, he was so talented. Like I said, I mean, he would be, it wouldn't be one thing he would be doing, I would just say that. But you definitely, you know, you definitely would feel his presence if he still uh, was around. And I think you still do feel his presence. You still feel it in his music and you still, even young people today, you know, Tupac has been gone um, almost 30 years and you still see the relevance of him. And, you know, young people still uh, know who he is and they still listen to his music and so forth. So even him not being here, you still feel his uh, presence. Thank you for your time, and I'll see you. All right, thank you. Yo, what's up? It's Frankie, a.k.a. NFA Spaz with the Hip Hop is Dead podcast, and today I'm here with Demaje. All right, Demaje, so I'm going to ask you one question, and that question is, what hip hop death impacted you the most, and why? Um, Tupac Shakur. And why? 
rapper, I feel like his songs are super like inspirational and he gives out like a good message. And he was a rapper that was taken way too soon. That's so true. Where do you think, if he was still alive, where do you think he'd be right now? Probably just chilling in the mansion or something. <laughs> that's, that's all I can think. All right, thank you, Dimaje. I'll see you. <laughs> Yo, what's up? It's Frankie, aka Interface Baz, with the Hip Hop Is Dead podcast. And today I'm here with Mr. Everton. And Mr. Everton, I got one question for you. That's yeah. what hip hop death impacted you the most and why? All right, so I'm embarrassed to say that as a young white person in the 90s, I was not that into hip hop and didn't know very much about it. I will say that going, looking back at things now, having more knowledge after I like listened to some different podcasts and read some articles and stuff, I gotta say is Biggie Smalls. I'm very sad about the fact that Biggie Smalls was murdered. Um, I think that whole thing was Tupac's fault. Uh, it 100% was Tupac's fault. Tupac started all of that, and Biggie didn't really even do anything. Um, it's a real tragedy. Biggie was uh, a much better rapper than Tupac as well. Tupac basically is only famous because uh, he was super good looking and um, Biggie was actually good at rapping. And I feel like the fact that anybody thinks that there's like any chance that Biggie had any culpability or any guilt for anything in that whole beef is just absurd. And if you don't believe me, you should go listen to season three of Slow Burn. It's a Slate podcast and they spend like eight hours dissecting the beef between Biggie and Tupac and really showing how it is all Tupac's fault. I'm not sad that Tupac got killed, but I'm very broken up about Biggie. All right. Thank you for your time. Yo, what's up? It's Frankie, aka NFA Spaz, with the Hip Hop Is Dead podcast. And today, who am I here with? Uh, O'Grady, aka O'Grady. All right, O'Grady, I'm gonna ask you one question: What hip hop death impacted you the most, and why? Right. So, I would have been much younger when both these happens, but I mean, I think that the obvious answer, right, is Big and Pop. Um, I know that sort of a little bit more recently, right, uh, people are kind of saying the same things culturally about Nipsey Hussle. But if we're looking back at this, right, um, and really, like, the, the hip-hop and the rap that I love so much, like, I literally have a Ready to Die poster <laughs> on my wall right now. So Big is my all-time favorite. And, I mean, if we look at these guys, they're murdered. Uh, Big was 24, Pac was 25, when this happened, so like if we look at, you know, like Jay-Z's there, contemporary, is still putting out music into the 40s. Like, I think that if we're talking about impacts, sort of musically, what would Big have sounded like, um, you know, from his first record to his second record, um, it, it's a little bit lighter, it's a little bit more storytelling, right? Uh, you have songs like Sky's the Limit, him talking about his daughter and stuff, right? That's way different from, you know, what was going on um, off of Ready to Die. So what would his music have sounded like um, as he's, right, going through a divorce? What would his music have sounded like as his children are growing up? What would his music have sounded like as, you know, we could just assume um, if, if he's going to stay with, with, with Puffy, what's it gonna be like when he's ultra successful right like what is you know half a billion dollar you know net worth big sound like right and, and Pac the same thing although I think that you know he definitely would have done more acting right he would have probably done more producing he could have put out two or three more books of poetry like we really don't know what he would have been like either so obvious answers I'm sorry I couldn't have come up with anything creative but that's what I think man
Man, thank you. That, those are both like very detailed and perfect answers. Hey, detailed and perfect. I never got that on my report card growing up. So this feels fantastic, man. I'm, I'm available anytime if I'm going to get complimented like this, man. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Have a great one, guys. You too. Yo, what's up? It's Frankie, a.k.a. NFA Spaz, back with the Hip Hop Is Dead podcast at home. And who am I here with today? Oscar. All right, Dad, I'm going to ask you one question. What hip-hop death impacted you the most? I would have to say the Notorious B.I.G. He, I looked up to him. We're both from Brooklyn. He was a big dude, just like I was. He made fat people sexy, in my opinion. And, you know, that was great. I, I really loved him. And that's why his death impacted you the most? Uh, pretty much so. I mean, like I said, he was from Brooklyn. Before Biggie came out, there was other rappers and stuff like that, West Coast and everything. But then somebody that was, like, from Brooklyn, a big dude, like, man, this dude's big, you know? Notorious B.I.G. And his his rhymes just, like, every, every the words he would say, like, the streets and all that stuff, it, it, it resonated with me, you know? I, I, I was there. I, I, when he died, I was... They drove the casket, you know, the, the car around Brooklyn. I was there. Everybody was crying. You know, it was like a, a sad parade is what it really was. But, you know, that impacted me a lot. Another one that I could say maybe when Easy e died, that was just like, wow, like he died off AIDS. That's that's crazy. No one ever would have thought that, you know. Um, that, that also kind of hit me like, wow, like I can't believe this happened. Like it was crazy. It was crazy. All right, thank you for your time. No problem, thank you. My pleasure. Hey, what's up, y'all? Frankie, a.k.a. NFA Spaz, and we're back. So now I'm going to talk about 21st century, my biggest 21st century deaths. And we're going to start off with Tentacion. A lot of people love him. I love him. My mom doesn't love him, but my cousin loves him, so... He was a very big thing for, like, me and my cousin, and he's, like, my best cousin. So, you know, everybody knows him, a rapper from Florida. He had amazing music, and one day he was at a bike shop, you know, buying a motorcycle, because, you know, who doesn't love motorcycles? Motorcycles are cool. And he's in his BMW i8. So he gets out of his BMW i8, goes into the store, trying to buy a motorcycle. He buys one right and he comes out of the store and gets in his car and was it it was either two or three people they run up to him this is 2008 so you know big gap from where I started and where I'm at now 2008 and people run up to him and they kill him right there and it's sad how people can just run up to people and kill them honestly and then I want to talk about pop smoke Bashar Barack Jackson, you know, he was a new one. He's part of the um, New York Drill. So New York Drill, you know, it's a, a thing coming out. Came from Chicago Drill and made by Chief Keef. And New York Drill, it's a big thing. So, you know, you got Fabio Foreign, you got Lil TJ, you got Busy Banks, you got all these rappers from New York. And then Pop Smoke showed up and his sound was just different. You know, he had a deep voice. His drill music was nice. Everything was great about him. So he shows up, he drops his album Meet the Woo and Meet the Woo 2. Both great albums. Meet the Woo 2 had all these all these features. It had Favi, Lil TJ, P&B Rock, all these people. And 
everyone loved it. I mean, like, what was not to love about Pop Smoke? He sounded like DMX and 50 Cent mixed together. It was great. Um, and so he was in Cali. And this one always reminds me of Biggie's death. He went to Cali, and he was in a house, and his address got leaked. And some people went in and killed him. And honestly, that's, like, terrible. Like, I don't know. It always, like, it feels weird. Like, it feels wrong. How can someone just go in someone's house and kill them? It's messed up. It ju- And it just doesn't happen in hip-hop, too. This is a real-life thing. All this is just real life. And it's terrible. Next, I want to talk about Young Dolph. I think out of the three that I just talked about, this one probably impacted me the most. So Young Dolph, he's been rapping for a while. He's from Memphis, originally from Chicago, moved to Memphis when he was little. Um, And his music is amazing. I mean, Memphis has some great rappers, but he's one of the best, definitely. So me and my uncle love him. My dad loves him. And it was November, and I remember when he died, too. I was in public speaking class um, last year. Was it? Yeah, last year. Uh. 2020 no wait not 2020 2021 and um he was going to get cookies from his favorite cookie shop and people ran up and killed him right there in a white mercedes-benz they drove by and shot him and now that cookie shop you know they have a memorial for him there it was just a shocking death like who would want to kill young Dolph? who would want to kill anybody it's world is messed up these are things that actually happen so Those three were the biggest 21st century deaths to me. Yo, what's up? It's Frankie, a.k.a. Anaface Baz, and we're back with the Hip Hop is Dead podcast. And today, who am I here with? Miss Sharp. All right, Miss Sharp, I got one question for you. So my question is, what hip hop death impacted you the most and why? Um, I would say Mac Miller because I grew up listening to him and he was like a really big influence when I was in middle school and stuff and I just really like listening to him and I really like Ariana Grande too and you know that was his girlfriend so yeah I cried when he died. Rip. All right that's a good answer thank you. Thank you Frankie. My pleasure. <clears throat> hey guys so that was the second break it's Frankie aka NFA Spaz back with Hip Hop Is Dead, and now I'm going to talk about uh, drug addiction, which is a sad thing in the world. It's, it happens, but it, it hurts. Um, so y'all probably know one of the rappers I'm going to talk about, one of my favorite rappers, but we'll start off with DJ Screw and Pimp C. This is down in Texas, Houston, and DJ Screw, he's the one who invented Chopped and Screw music, so 2000. This is the year 2000. DJ Screw invented Chopped and Screw music. Sadly, he was always drinking lean, which lean is uh, codeine. It's slang for codeine. And, you know, drugs are terrible, so they're messing up his systems. But he's making amazing music, Chopped and Screwed music. It's where you slow down the music and you basically chop it up and screw it. Um, and that's why his name is DJ Screw. Sadly, he died from lean, but later on, he had make he made music with um, Pimp C and Bun B from the group UGK, and if you've ever been to Houston, you know. If you're from Houston, you should know UGK. Everyone loves UGK in the South, in the East, in the West. Sadly, 2007, December 4th. Um, I was only one, 
but my mom, this is her favorite rapper, one of her favorite rappers, Pimp C, he overdosed on lean. Um, cause I mean, that's a thing down in Houston. A lot of people drink lean in the South. Um, and so he overdosed in a car. Um, I think he got pulled over and this one reminds me of Juice World's death, which I'll get into, but he got pulled over and he drank a bunch of lean and he overdosed in the car. And I've seen interviews with Bun B, uh, his member in UGK, and Bun B cries every time they talk about this. And it, it's honestly a very touching, like, emotional thing to talk about. So now we just lost Pimp C and DJ Screw. Next, I want to talk about, you know, everybody knows Wu-Tang Clan. In the north, uh, northeast New York, Staten Island, everybody knows Wu-Tang, Shaolin. So, you know, Wu-Tang commit, uh, consists of Method Man, RZA, Ghostface, Raekwon, all of them, and ODB, Old Dirty Bastard. He's one of the best, one one of my favorite, like, I love Old, Old Dirty Bastard. Like, no one can rap like him unless you're Busta Rhymes, you know, they flow perfectly. So, Old Dirty Bastard, he was an amazing rapper, but he was addicted to cocaine, which everybody knows cocaine is terrible. So he dropped two albums, um, you know, the one with Brooklyn Zoo, Brooklyn Zoo, everybody knows that song, and Shimmy Shimmy Ya, everybody knows that, and then he dropped Got Your Money, everybody knows that song, amazing songs, and so he was in the works of a third album, of uh, his third, like, solo album, and I guess he was doing cocaine at the time, so in the studio, he just dropped while he was making a song, and they took him to the hospital, and he didn't make it either. He overdosed in the hospital, and it was a terrible thing. All of Wu-Tang, you know, that's obviously a very emotional moment for them because one of their members just died. They've all known each other for the longest, so that's another, like, important moment in hip-hop. And then I think the death that impacted me the most, Juice World. Everybody knows Juice World. Jared Anthony Higgins, one of my favorite rappers, really. I've been listening to him since his first hit song, Lucid Dreams, which everybody knows that song. So, Jared Anthony Higgins, I remember I woke up one morning, my friends were at my house. Shout out Marcus, one of my friends. He was over, and my mom wakes us up, and she's like, Frankie, Juice World died. And, like, I low-key got chills, like, my heart dropped. Because, like, this is my favorite rapper at the time. Still one of my favorite rappers. It was December 8th. And um, it was, like, it was snowing. This was 2019. And I, we just, like, did not know what to do. What happened was he was on a plane. And why this reminds me of Pimp C's death is because, you know, the pilot called the cops. Because he had a lot of drugs on the plane. And he took all those drugs at once and... It just happened. He overdosed. So this is to say, like, drugs are not a joke. Like, people, it's not funny, you know? So don't do drugs and RIP to Juice World and all those other rappers. Yo, what's up? It's Frankie, a.k.a. NFA Spaz, and I'm here with the Hip Hop is Dead podcast. And today, who am I here with? Isaac. All right, Isaac, I'm going to ask you one question. What hip-hop death impacted you the most and why? Probably Juice World. He was as good at his music and he knew what he was doing. 
For real, bro. That's the same for me. If he was still alive, where do you think he'd be right now? He'd be a lot more bigger than he already was. He'd be making some changes for sure. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. Um, my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And now our last part, I'm going to talk about, you know, problems, like health problems. So first, health problem, death, we'll go into Easy e one of my favorite rappers, but I wasn't alive when he rapped or died. He died in 95 of HIV AIDS, which that's, you know, that's not a funny thing. It's very sad how he died. You know, he, he got, he let the fame get to him, I say. Too much partying, you know, too much of all this stuff. And there's not much I can really get into from his death, but he was in the hospital for a while. He fought a good fight. And he sadly passed away. And Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, MC Ren, DJ Yella, they all, his death was a big thing to them. That kind of brought NWA back. Because at the time, you know, they were all beefing. But it helped them, like, bring NWA back. I'm also going to talk about, just for a little, Biz Marquee and Big Pun. A lot of people, they're not. Biz Marquee, he's an 80s rapper. In 89, he dropped um, a song called Just a Friend. And I feel like everybody knows that song. It's... An amazing song. Every time this comes on, you know, I got to start singing it. It's one of my favorite songs. But um, he died of diabetes, which, you know, that's a scary thing. And big pun, he was also very big. Um, he died of heart failure because they both were very big people. So another thing to say, just, you know, health is very important. You know, whatever you learn in health class, you got to listen to that because it's just very important, you know. Yo, what's up? It's Frankie, a.k.a. NFA Spaz, here with the Hip Hop is Dead podcast. And who am I here with today? Anthony, but my friends call me Tony. All right, Tony, I'm going to ask you one question. What hip hop death impacted you the most and why? Well, easy, because it was kind of suspicious, you know? It's like, it's, it's all, anything that's not up. Yeah. Yeah, for real, easy E. You know, where do you think he'd be right now if he's still alive? Bro, making songs be in Hollywood right now. He'd be with Ice Cube, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. All right. Thank you for your time. You're very welcome, sir. Thank you. Yo, what's up? It's Frankie, a.k.a. NFA Spaz, back with the Hip Hop is Dead podcast interviews. And today, who am I here with? Uh, Jen Horn. All right, Miss Horn. What? I'm asking you one question. What hip hop death impacted you the most and why? Um, the hip hop death that impacted me the most was Fife Dog from a Tribe Called Quest. Because in my mind, Tribe is the ultimate hip-hop band. I think their albums are kind of perfect. I don't know how they do it. And um, it, rightly, they're no longer a band. You know, they realized that without Fife, I mean, though Tip is amazing, that without Fife, it's not Tribe. So it, it just always breaks your heart when a band breaks up like that, when an incredible outfit like Tribe Called Quest is no longer. But thankfully, we still have lots of music and he lives on forever. Of course, you know, definitely like my dad, he grew up in New York. So Five Dog, Q-Tip, all of Tribe Called Quest, all of Wu-Tang, De La Soul, all of that definitely influenced him. So, you know, I've always listened to them too. So thank you for your time. Thank you, Frankie. My pleasure. Yo, what's up? It's Frankie, a.k.a. Interface Baz, back with the Hip Hop is Dead podcast at home. And today, who am I here with? Mom. 
All right, mom, I got one question for you. What hip hop death impacted you the most? Um, I mean, there have been several deaths that have really hit me hard, but I would say one of the most recent ones uh, was Gangsta Boo. Gangsta Boo part of 3-6 Mafia, and why did it hit you so hard? Well, because we are the same age, um, and I really grew up as she grew up, the same time, you know, listening to her and 3-6 Mafia, all of the, you know, stuff that they were doing, the hijinks, the, you know, just the craziness. And that sort of horrorcore rap was just kind of my favorite thing to listen to, always has been. And so she's kind of been a sound in my ear for, you know, I guess 20 years. Uh, so for her to pass away, and especially, you know, they're saying it was from a drug overdose or fentanyl, um, just really kind of hit me hard that, you know, at this age, you can't really afford to play around and you gotta, you know, everybody's gotta kind of straighten up take care of your kids and be on the, the straight path. Yeah, that's true. All right. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. Love you. Love you too. So this concludes um, the end of my hip hop deaths podcast by Frankie NFA Spaz. And thank you. Hip Hop is Dead is a is produced by Charlottesville High School Podcasting Network. Executive producers are Jen Horn and Dave Stipe. Senior producers are Ben Rikosh and Soren Povasils. This episode was edited and mixed by Dave Stipe and Ben Rikosh. Music is produced and created thanks to Miss Waters and the CSS Music Production Team. Thanks to Mr. Rashad Pitt and the rest of CHS faculty and staff for support. Go CHS and Black Knights family. Thank you for tuning in to this insanely unique and creative podcast episode brought to you again by Ms. Horn's Public Speaking 2 class and all the students who have explored podcasting for the first time.